Hello and welcome to the Authority of Love. I'm Greg Williams and it's another excellent Family Foundation Friday with our guest David Walls, the Executive Director of the Family Foundation. David, welcome again. Welcome to you, Greg. Good to be with you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. I get to say it this time. Um, now, we've been plugging this family forum uh, for the last few weeks and it's coming up on October 7th. So what we're going to do is we're going to hit some of the topics, but even more importantly, some of the speakers that deal with these topics, and David's going to be uh, enlightening us and giving us stuff, but we're going to hit several of these over the next few weeks leading up to this that deal with church and culture engagement. Yeah. Is that a fair statement, David? Yeah. And, and where we are with that, where, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to pitch it to you, David, where we think we are and where we actually may be, it might be better than we think we are. Yeah. And hopefully that's an encouragement to pastors and church leaders, and we'll have more and more of this going on. I'll give a little tease of something that I think is important. I've read a book recently that said we have moved from a culture where, and we know this, but we haven't acted like it, where the culture is not in line with a lot of the things we believe in the churches. I don't think anybody would argue with that, right? <laughs> Amen. But instead yeah. of being prophetic, we still teach, whether it's from fear or yeah. just appeasement, we still teach from the standpoint of, well, the culture's okay with all this stuff, or we won't bother them with it. Right. It's almost where we are. We need to be more prophetic in it, and I hope that's a little bit of what we're doing with this form and what we're going to be discussing the next few weeks, David. Yeah. So share with us a little bit about where we're going. Yeah, no, we're, we continue to be excited about our, our Kentucky Family Forum on October 7th, and, and folks can learn more and register to join us on, on um, KentuckyFamily.org, Greg. But one of the exciting uh, speakers that I'm, I'm excited about is, is David Clawson, and he is the director of the Center for Biblical Worldview uh, at the Family Research Council in Washington, D.C., one of our great national allies. And, uh, you know, they work uh, are working with uh, George Barna now, who's kind of the preeminent um, uh, data and poll, pollster on biblical worldview, really understands how to... Um, you know how to poll Christians and believers yep. and churchgoers yes. in ways uh, that sometimes polls done by the mainstream media and so forth kind of miss the mark on these topics. And yep. some folks may be familiar with some of this work, but just recently, the the Center for Biblical Worldview put out a very important new study on church-going adults. These are yep. these are this is a uh, some some survey data that was done on on. Um, um, folks that attend church yeah. regularly. And, and this is where Barna gets it, right. to your point. Right. Explain to them a little bit more about how Barna digs a little deeper right. to explain who well, the survey is you know, taking. A, a lot of times, some of the surveys that you'll get, you know, if, you're, if they're trying to, to poll Christians, they'll just get a, you know, self-identify. Do you identify as Christian? And, and as we know, a, a lot of times, the way someone self-identifies may not necessarily line up with, to uh, biblical with the, and that's not just on <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. uh, you know whether you go to church or not right. it could be on a host of other issues and so the way that they do that specifically on the, what's unique about this survey is they only included those that attend church regularly right. and the ma overwhelming majority of those are those that attend most most every week right. so right. this really gives a good sense of, of those that are in the pews on Sunday morning yes, with yes. us what are their what are their views on on worldview issues on cultural issues of the day and i think these are you know this is an important time for for us to kind of think through that well and um, let, let me share this dave yeah. whether you as listeners agree with that and say 
that those who attend regularly are Christians or believers. Right. That's another issue. What we're trying to say here is that Barna goes and says, those who are sitting in the pews regularly, right. here's what they think and what they want to hear. Is that right. fair, David? That's fair. That's okay. fair. And that's what the survey purports to say. It right, exactly. It say we're speaking on behalf of Christians. It's on adult church goers that right. attend right. church regularly. Uh, and, and there's a lot of a lot of data in here, yes. a lot of interesting insights, some of them encouraging, some of them not so encouraging. Right, right. And we'll probably try to break some of these down as we as we move forward. But one of the interesting things, Greg, tied into what you were just talking about in the setup to this is um, there was a series of questions that were asked about worldview training and specifically kind of how do you feel your church is doing in terms of equipping you to, to think yep. uh, about... And what your worldview, yes. on, on, whether that be right. on your, your social and political responsibilities, whether that be on abortion and the issue of life, or whether that be on the issue of human sexuality and everything that Marriage, encompasses yes. Yes. that. And one of the encouraging things from, from my perspective is, is that an overwhelming majority on all three of those areas, whether you're talking about you know, training in terms of how to think biblically in terms of your political engagement, whether that's on the issue of life or human sexuality, overwhelming majority, in some case up to 80% of, of churchgoers said that receiving more of this training at their church, being equipped to think biblically yeah. about these issues, yeah. was either very desirable or somewhat desirable to them. So my takeaway from that is, and this kind of runs, I think, counter to sometimes the yeah. narrative we, we hear yeah. where sometimes you know, addressing or equipping people on some of these issues that could seem to be controversial in terms of the political yes. ramifications yes. were said, oh, well, people don't, people don't want to hear, yeah. don't want to hear about those topics in church. Yeah. Well, the reality is what the survey seems to indicate is people are desiring to get equipped. And Greg, as you and I have talked, I would fall back on the reason being is these are the issues that are being discussed. Yes. In, yes. in, in our culture. These yeah. are the issues that are being um, put in front of our kids yes. in schools and the, and the ramifications of some of those. Yeah. Uh, and so why not take this opportunity, uh, maybe because we're, we're called to as believers yes. to, to speak the whole counsel of, of God on, on yeah. all issues that the Bible speaks to. But I, I take this as, as an encouraging for pastors and churches to say there really is a, a need and a desire yeah. to equip our people to think biblically on some of these important issues. Well, let me explain something here because yeah. if you are if you as a listener are picking this up on the podcast and watching the video, you probably saw my kind of concerned or distorted <laughs> look there for a moment because I continually hear what you just said, David. Yeah. Well, that's a political issue right. or that's something that we don't want to deal with or our attendees, our, right. our, our members don't want to hear about right. or if they do... Some of them might not like it and may not come back. Right. And yet what Barna is telling us here in the FRC Family Research yeah. Council is that when you find those that are regularly there and the issues, as you said, that are affecting us and our children and right. our schools and our culture, we, two-thirds to three-fourths to four-fifths of them, yeah. are saying... We want to hear more, which I take as a yeah. really encouraging thing because they'd rather hear it from God's Word and His ambassadors and His people right. rather than just the news media and the social media right. and the school system in general. Right. Help us understand these things right. from a biblical standpoint. Right. right. We're talking about, I mean, Greg, we're talking about discipleship. What it, it. Exactly. what it means to disciple people. And one of the ways, and this is a worldview implication, and you and I have talked about these, in spite of the fact that almost everything has become politicized, yes. the reality is these issues, whether it be the, the abortion context, whether it be marriage, 
what it means to be male or female created in the image of God. These are moral, yes. foundational truth issues that are pretty political. Yes. So, uh, yes. Very in much some so. sense, and I don't want to say that we just, you know, uh, cast aside the the political dynamics Apology, of some of these right. issues. We don't, you know, put our heads in the sand. But the reality is, irrespective of how an issue has been quote unquote politicized, we're still called to preach the word of God to disciple right. people, right. and a part of discipling our people is to treat people, teach our folks how to love our neighbor in yes. these contexts where we're increasingly coming into context with these yes. situations, whether it be the transgenderism issue or whether it be, you know, the phenomenal work that our pregnancy care centers and, and those right. on the front lines of the pro-life movement do. How do we how do we lovingly help a woman who has is is contemplating an abortion or has even had an abortion yes. that is seeking healing through that? So David, I've been saying this for twenty plus years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back when I was as young as you are now. Okay. But literally I've been saying this, that the enemy's plan or scheme in this is to take any major issue that they want to, turn it into a legal, po uh, political issue, yeah. knowing that most of the churches and church leaders will go, well, that's politics. We don't want to deal with that. Yeah. And yet they've yanked them right out of Scripture and out of the truths of Scripture. Well, then who is going to be? And I asked this question in our book, The Authority yeah. of Love. Who is discipling our youth then? Right. Because if the church is not dealing with these issues for parents and parents to help children and so on, then the ones that are discipling our youth are the ones that get to speak about it. They don't care whether right. you call it political, biblical, or whatever. Right. We're going to get our view across, and the, and right. the church has complied with that and sat back and said, well, they, they don't really want to hear it or they might not come back, and we fail to address the truth issue yeah. from God's word about what this is. So many people are confused. And some of the statistics yeah. show us that yeah. in this and they, and they will seek out the truth. Or whoever will give it to them. Right, right, right. Uh, right. And when I say truth in that context, I'm not yes. necessarily meaning Capital T. the right. truth. <laughs> yeah. But they will seek out. And, and so do we want to allow, you know, our, our, our kids, whether that be what they hear on social YouTube, media or, what, right, or YouTube right, right. or, you know, even, uh, you know, unfortunately what's in what's schools. taught in the schools yes. and in, in the curriculum in some context. Uh, and so so that takeaway, I, I will say, is I, I think an encouraging and I hope an encouragement to to churches to know that, that you know, there really is a, a, a desire yes. among people to, to be equipped biblically on, Strong these, on these issues. Yes. You know, as we uh, dive deeper and, you know, I, as Greg, you and I said, we're just going to kind of hit the surface level yeah, yeah, we'll uh, of this. Yeah. But there's some interesting <laughs> dynamics. A series of questions were also asked uh, in this survey that we've been talking about is, what do you think that the Bible clearly and decisively or not addresses important Certain issues, whether that be what marriage is? Religious liberty, divorce, the morality of, of killing an unborn child in the womb, whether homosexuality is morally acceptable or not. How to know? How do we know what a person's gender what, what or gender, or gender is? is, or even gender is, is yeah, transgenderism yeah. morally acceptable? And you know, how do I get equipped to 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 know how to think through who I'm voting for? Right. Uh, we don't have time to break all that down, but well, look forward to talking. We talk got four or five weeks to do <laughs> so. Right? We do. But <laughs> yeah. there was, uh, you know, the takeaway in that. There's some 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 up and downs in that. Yeah. On all of those questions, a majority of the adult churchgoers here do believe that the Bible clearly and decisively addresses that issue. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Greg, the one that is most clear in terms of this is the, the definition of marriage. 
And I am yes. I am encouraged by that. I, I wish it was at 100% yes. <laughs> instead of yeah. 75%. Right. Because we know that there's really... Uh, it's clear uh, it's, it's clear as, yes. as can be. Uh, it, it's not just clear in terms of multiple spots in the in the scripture. Our Lord, uh, you know, and Savior Jesus Christ, uh, literally provides that clarity told as well. Told us what it was. Uh, yes. Told us what it was. Yes. Um, but some some interesting further things to, to to go through in that context. One of the ones that's at the lower end is the issue of transgenderism. Only fifty two percent of adult churchgoers said that the Bible gives a clear and decisive answer on whether transgenderism is morally acceptable. And that shows to me something, and we've been talking about this issue a lot. Obviously, that is all over the culture right now. And the culture's pushing it it from their perspective. It is pushing it on all levels, on all fronts. That really reinforces to me what an important moment it is right now for the church to speak into that issue and to not assume that basic truths and biological realities that we may assume are clear are being clearly passed on, particularly to the young people sitting in our and, pews. And that scientifically and biblically, David, we know they're clear. Yeah. We do know that. But if the church will not address it, then guess who's got their ear? And guess why some of these people are confused on it? Right. Even churchgoers. Yeah. So all of this comes together, and that's what we want to do over the next few weeks with, to listeners, and thank you for joining us. Also, send any questions you have to, to, to David or myself to love and lordship. Spell it out, loveandlordship at gmail.com. Send it to loveandlordship at gmail.com. And we will address some of those. We will keep it anonymous unless you want to do otherwise, but they can send it to you at kentuckyfamily.org as well. Info at kentuckyfamily.org, right? That's right. And so either one of those, and we will address as many of those as we can. Um, Also, if you want our book, you can go to loveandlordship.com. There's an icon in the middle of the homepage right there. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter, and then at 1245, Greg Horn and Hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.